A Manhattan man was hospitalized Friday following a pursuit on K-18. According to the Kansas Highway Patrol, Geary County deputies were in pursuit of a Kia Forte driven by 58-year-old Mose Allen shortly before 10 p.m. in the eastbound lanes. Allen lost control of his vehicle, striking the right and left side of a bridge wall and coming to rest in the center median. He was transported to Stormont Vale, Flint Hills for a suspected minor injury. The crash report states he was not wearing a seatbelt. He's jailed in Geary County on several charges, including felony flee or attempt to elude law enforcement and driving under the influence. RCPD made three arrests Friday in connection to a drug investigation. Police executed a search warrant just before 2 o'clock in the 3000 block of Claflin Road, resulting in charges for 41-year-old Stephanie Taylor, 28-year-old Greer Griffin, and 32-year-old Colton Gardner. Taylor has been charged with a slew of probable cause offenses, including distribution of opiates, marijuana, and possession of drug paraphernalia with intent to distribute. She's jailed on a $100,000 bond. Griffith arrested on similar charges, but also possession of hallucinogenics, criminal use of a weapon, and aggravated child endangerment. He's jailed on a $75,000 bond. Gardner faces similar charges. He's jailed on a $15,000 bond. Authorities in Geary County say deputies this past week seized about 7,000 counterfeit oxycodone pills containing fentanyl. The sheriff's office says a traffic stop was conducted uh, on February 4th on I-70, where officers found M30 pills and learned they were intended to be distributed in Geary County. The discovery also led to several search warrants and arrests, with more arrests and charges still pending. A judge has granted Geary County Commissioner's request for a temporary injunction in an ongoing financial dispute over EMS services. Fifth Judicial District Judge W. Lee Fowler made the ruling Thursday preventing Junction City from suspending its EMS services outside the city limits while also requiring Geary County to continue paying for the service. Junction City was planning to suspend EMS services outside the city limits on February 20th if an agreement could not be reached. Judge Fowler is allowing the two government entities to continue their negotiations or draft a new contract. Geary County Commission Chair Trish Giordano says she's pleased with the ruling. You know, reading the injunction, you can see that the judge was very concerned about the health and well-being of everybody, including people who drive through our area. A long-standing contract requires Geary County to pay two-thirds of the cost, with Junction City paying the remaining third. The city owns and operates the EMS fleet. The two sides, though, have been far apart in negotiations for months, but Giordano says she's optimistic that a deal can eventually be reached. Right now, we're about $38,000 difference in 2023. So hopefully, we're, we're close, and, and um, I believe that the statements that were made by uh, the city attorney, Britton Sites on Tuesday, he sounded very optimistic that we could possibly work these things out, and I hope so. A status hearing is scheduled on the matter at 9.30 a.m. on April 3rd. A former Clay County undersheriff is under investigation for alleged mistreatment of an inmate. The Kansas Bureau of Investigation says 55-year-old Harold Stellner of Clay Center turned himself in Friday and was subsequently arrested and charged with mistreatment of a confined person, which is a Class A misdemeanor. KBI initiated an investigation in early October at the request of the Clay County Sheriff when he discovered evidence of an incident that took place in late September at the jail. Stellner is believed to have unlawfully struck an inmate and has since been fired. The investigation remains ongoing, with the Kansas Attorney General's Office expected to prosecute. Some of Manhattan's best business leaders and volunteers were recognized Friday at the 99th Annual Manhattan Area Chamber of Commerce Annual Meeting. The honor of the night went to Manhattan City Manager Ron Fear, who was selected as the 2023 Ludd Fisher Citizen of the Year. I'm very humbled 
uh, and honored and blessed to uh, be recognized, you know, to be uh, on that list with everybody that's gone before me is uh, a, a huge honor, and I'm, I'm very appreciative of it. Fear is retiring in April after more than four decades with the city, including the past 24 years in his current position. The 2023 C. Clyde Jones Volunteer of the Year Award given to retired attorney Jim Morrison. I've known C. Clyde for more than 60 years. He was one of my teachers. He's phenomenal in the community for gifting, so it really makes it special. Blade Magus, meanwhile, named the 2023 Young Professional of the Year. There's been a ton of mentors in this community, specifically from the business community, and, and at the same time, our team, uh, everyone in our office, the people that really make stuff happen, couldn't do any of the things we do without, without the help of kind of this big family that I call Manhattan. Meanwhile, Saturday, participants didn't let the cold weather deter them from entering the frigid water of Tuttle Creek Lake at the annual Polar Plunge, organizer Kristen Gugisberg. Based on our registration numbers and the amount that were here, I think pretty much everyone showed up. They were not deterred by the cold at all. Gugisberg says they've raised more money than in previous years. I think we're right about 14000 um, which is up from pre previous years, so I'm really happy with that. The event took place at the Tuttle Creek Swim Beach, where RCPD also served up food to all the participants. Good morning, I'm Troy Coverdale with your sports headlines at News Radio, KMAN and KMAN's Morning News. 13 seconds to go in the overtime, 22 to 19 San Francisco. McKinnon is in at running back, first down and goal to go. Play action fake, right side throw, touchdown! Kansas City, McCall Hardman, McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side. A three yard touchdown pass in overtime. Kansas City wins the game, 25-22. Mitch Oltis with the call on the Chiefs radio network last evening as Patrick Mahomes' three-yard touchdown pass to McCole Hardman in the extra frame gave the Chiefs a 25-22 victory, meaning that Kansas City becomes the NFL's ninth repeat Super Bowl champion. Battle to the adversity that we battled through this year, and um, guys staying with the process, keeping believing. Um, you just you never know how it's going to happen, and to be able to go play three three great teams to get to this game and play another great team and um, win all those games, uh, it was a true uh, road in the playoffs, and uh, we were able to come through and be Super Bowl champs. Mahomes claiming the MVP after scrambling for a pair of first downs, including one on a fourth and one with the game on the line. He went eight for eight on the drive. I think you guys can appreciate him. You get to see him, uh, what he is. I mean, there's no facade there. He's uh, He comes to work every day uh, humble, wanting to be great, challenges the guys around him to be great every play, never flinches. You drop the ball, we'll get the next one. Or listen, I need you in this spot right here. It's not like chewing them out or any of that bit. And likewise with the penalties. Okay, well let's keep our hands tighter. Let's not grab. So you know, but he, he's that's the way he operates. A pleasure to coach. Absolute pleasure to coach. Mahomes performing that magic after the 49ers had driven for a field goal in overtime. San Francisco's drive came to an end when the Niners kicked a field goal on a fourth and four from the nine. Their head coach Kyle. Shanahan. Uh, it's just something we talked about with, you know, there, none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it'd be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, the both teams matched and scored. We wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and 
Um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold him to at least to a field goal. And if, if we did, then we thought it was in our hands after that. Mahomes becomes only the sixth quarterback to win three Super Bowls and the youngest to do it. Hall of Famers Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw are within reach with four apiece. Manhattan's girls wrestlers finished third as a team at the 6A-5A Regional at Junction City with seven wrestlers heading to Wichita in two weeks for the state tournament. It's huge. You know, you, you try to put a number to it as you head into it, and it's always kind of hard. One of the numbers we like to look at is two years ago we had one. Last year we had two qualifiers, and now this year, you know, seven. And very close to having eight to nine. So uh, we're very proud of, of the girls, and we're, we're, we're uh, excited for those seven. Head coach Sean Bamas, after two Indians claimed individual crowns on Saturday, Sage Rosario continued her unbeaten run at 155 pounds, and freshman Kayla Kramer took first at 120 pounds. I'm proud of her. Um, you know, she has her goals set on you know placing high state, and she knew this was another another step to get to that and to go out there. And a couple of matches, the girls kind of figured out a way to slow her down a little bit. But we ended up working through that, getting on top, and uh, getting those pins in those matches. Sophia Hemi dropped a championship match at 145. Alex Hostler took fourth at 110. Evelyn Thornburg fourth at 125. Tiara Young fourth at 135. And Elena Silfer finished fourth at 140 to round out Manhattan's placers. In the 4A-1A event at Sabetha, Wamigos Peyton Brazel finished first at 100 pounds. Rock Creek's Brooklyn Bernheide won the title at 125. The Mustangs' Cecilia Lynch placed third at 190. And Joey Perkins claimed fourth at 100 pounds to qualify for state in two weeks. Regionals for boys are this coming weekend. Fasini Traore scored 14 points and had eight rebounds Saturday night to lead number 21 BYU past K-State 72-66. Spencer Johnson and Jackson Robinson added 12 points apiece to help the Cougars square their mark in Big 12 play. Arthur Kaluma led the Wildcats with 18 points and eight rebounds. Cam Carter added 14. The Cats had pulled to within 66-64 with a little over a minute remaining, having trailed by 17 early in the half. Yesterday's top 25 action, just one game on the docket, as number 20 FAU drops Wichita State 95-82. Briley Glenn scored 23. Serena Sundell drove for the go-ahead layup with 26 seconds to go on Saturday afternoon, as 8th-ranked K-State held on to beat Oklahoma State 69-68. Sundell finished with 17 points and 7 assists. Gabby Gregory added 11 points. Zianna Walker 10 for the Wildcats, who won their 15th straight at home. They'll visit Iowa State on Wednesday. Caitlin Clark's pursuit of the NCAA women's career scoring mark will continue for at least four more days. Her 31-point performance in number 2 Iowa's lost to Nebraska, just not enough. Clark went scoreless over the final 12 and a half minutes against the Huskers and now needs eight points to break the record. She'll likely do it Thursday night in Iowa City against Michigan.